All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Got a couple of guests on for a very fun episode. We're going to be breaking down NXT TakeOver 30, and we're going to be breaking down SummerSlam 2020, giving our official match predictions. Here on the call... <laughs> here on the call, we have returning guests. Chris, Chris, how are you? Not too bad. Awesome. We got returning guest Donovan. Donovan, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm living. I'm here. Awesome. Chris has been on a couple of different times for some uh, WWE shows in the past. Donovan's recently been on for the AEW show. And I'm excited to talk some NXT and some SummerSlam with you guys. So you guys ready to get on it? Yeah, let's get it. Well, uh, it was announced this week that the WWE is going to be taking their shows, I guess you could say, on the road. They're going to be broadcasting live from the Amway Center for Survivor Series. NXT TakeOver is going to be broadcasting live from Full Sail University for TakeOver 30. With that said, let's go ahead and get right into the card. Um, a late add to the card, but should be a fun match. Finn Balor, Timothy Thatcher. So let's give some, some quick backstory here. You have Keith Lee winning both the North American Championship, the NXT Championship. He vacates the North American Championship. They create a series of triple threat matches to try and qualify for a ladder match. Finn Balor lost both of his qualifying matches. Thatcher lost one. Uh, Thatcher attacked Finn Balor last night on NXT. Those two are going to go at each other. Where are you guys at on this match? Right For me personally, I feel like every time Finn Balor has a little bit of steam, they kind of kick him right back down. I'm not really sure where this one's going. Chris, you first, man. Well, I, I, I don't know what the plan is for, for Finn. I thought maybe he had a little bit more momentum back at NXT where he started, but as you so kindly put it, he's not going anywhere. And I, I, I think he's, I think he needs this win against Timothy Thatcher, to be honest, just to give him a, a small boost in, in his career because he's really got nothing in the next team now. So I, I, honestly, I, I, I'm taking, I'm taking Finn for the win on that one. Donovan, what do you got? All right, I dig the fact that they took uh, Ballard back to NXT. He gives more of an old-school flair to it. And I like that he's getting over all these new guys that are coming in. And I'm really, really, really big on Thatcher. So I feel like Thatcher could be a world champion one day. So I have to go Thatcher on this one for the win. Wow. You know, I just – here's the thing. The pandemic area has not been kind to Finn Balor. Right before it got started, Finn Balor was feuding with Imperium and Walter. And I thought we were on a collision course for Finn Balor versus Walter for the. Walter would have killed him. (laughs) I think it's going to be a better match than what we would know. But the problem is we don't know because it never got off the ground. You know, he, he hasn't really gotten a true title opportunity outside of the, you know, a couple weeks back. He was with Gargano and Keith Lee in a triple threat match to, to face Adam Cole. You know, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like where Finn Balor is going. I think he's one of the top guys on NXT. I'm going to take him for the win here, but I wouldn't be shocked if Thatcher goes over. I mean, that's just where that's where Thatcher's at, because Thatcher has got a small push. So, 
I feel like Balor's there just to get people over. I don't feel like he's there to win a title or have a big run. I feel like he's there to get people over now. I could see Balor beating Thatcher and him starting a feud with a potential winner of the Keith Lee Karrion Cross, or if the UK scene is starting back up, maybe this is their way of just saying, okay, Finn, we're going to keep you out of all the title opportunities because we're ready to put you back in your program with Walter, which I'm hoping is the situation. We'll see. I, get, I, I would like to see that, but if they're starting the UK division back up, they need to give Pete Dunne a bigger push. Yeah, and I think I think Pete Dunne will be well on his way to that once it's back up. So, on to match number two. We have a triple threat tag team match to determine the number one contenders for the tag team championship. I want to first point out that I don't like this match being on the takeover card. I would have rather a tag team match been on the takeover card. But you got Brazango versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus... Versus, sorry, Landango, Dang, Fantasma, and you got Wildy and Mendoza. I, All right. I think first I, off, Danny Birch and Oni Larkin have been, been doing this for like how long now to get a tag title match, and they've had many opportunities. Well, this isn't a tag title match. This is not. This is a number one contender. To be fair, well, like I said, I mean they've had many, many opportunities. I'm kind of digging this uh, Phantasma group. They're very, very quick. They got different movesets. I'm digging them. I like it. I'm not seeing Brizango getting over anytime soon. I feel like they brought Tyler and him back just to get people over as well. I like Finn. Give it more of an old school feel from the early two, uh, NXT days. I mean, that's my opinion. They put him in a title match for the North American title and lost. So who's winning this one? I'm going the uh, Phantasma boys. Chris, what do you got on this one? Um, I watched, I watched NXT for the first time in a long time last night. And I saw my first look at this. I'm going to butcher their names. I'm not even going to try and say it. That Phantasma group. Yeah. They looked very good. And what I what I saw, I liked. Um, I don't know about I, I know about Breezango. They're they're put they're you know running WWE and NXT. I agree with Donovan. I don't think Breezango goes anywhere. I think it's just like a like a nostalgia push push feeling to to get newer talent in the door. That's that, that's where I I see. I'm and plus I think Fandango has some arm injury. From last night or something, I, I he was clutching at his shoulder, so that ain't gonna work. So I'm going Fantasma uh, for the win. I agree. I'm not gonna elaborate too much. I think what you guys said is pretty much uh, nail on the head there. I'm going Fantasma for the win. Uh, why else do is this match on the card other than to get these two over, right? Right. So. Right. And I mean, Danny Burch is old as shit, so he ain't got much time left. Yeah. Next match, uh, you got this should be a good one. Io Shirai, the champ, going up against Dakota Kai. Shirai's had a solid run, but Dakota Kai is on a tear. Donovan, you go ahead and start. Where do you think this one goes? 
team kick, baby. Dakota Kai. Bro, Dakota Kai is so over right now since she went heel. It's been the best move for her in her career. Like like Chris says, he I'm not, you know, I don't get to watch NXT as much because I battle with AEW. So it's like mm, I, I dig Dakota Kai a lot. I'm big on Isho, but not as much as Dakota. Chris, what do you think? Genius of the skies, baby. Genius of the skies. Oh, my God. Dakota's got to push. I like Dakota, but EO's, EO's time isn't over yet. Hey, you got to remember, she's got that big old bodyguard, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure where I'm at on this match. This this really could go either way. I, th- This is great of NXT when they put up a match that's unpredictable. I think NXT does a really good job with this. This is another one of those. This is a pretty unpredictable match. I'm going to take Io Shirai to retain. I don't know if she's going to win, but she's going to retain. So maybe there's a, a cheat or maybe there's a disqualification or maybe she wins straight up. I'm going to take her to retain, even though I think it would help Dakota Kai to get this title. I think that would solidify her it as a top. It would benefit Dakota Kai more to get this title than keep EOS champion. I agree. I agree. But I also think that Triple H is okay with prolonging this rivalry in order to pop a rating against AEW in the coming weeks. I get it. I see that. I understand that Triple H is a genius of, of mine. But in the same sense, how long have they been trying to get Dakota over? They tried it's... her as a face. It didn't work out. Then she went heel on Knox. So, I mean, since she's gone heel on Knox, she's been pretty on fire. And she has, you know, beaten some of the player, uh, girls that she couldn't beat in the past to get over finally. You know, I mean, she's... I wouldn't be surprised if they give her the belt. No, I think it would benefit her. I think it would benefit her. Moving on, we got uh, three big matchups left. We're going to start with what, in my opinion, will be the match of the night. You have the ladder match for the North American Championship. If this is half as good as the original North American Championship ladder match, this will be a great one. There's a lot of players in this. Hey, there's a lot of players. We got Bronson Reed. We have Damian Priest. We have Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, and Velveteen Dream. A lot of players in this match, a lot of name variety, some guys that are up and coming. A, a Bronson Reed hasn't really done too much in NXT. Damian has done quite a bit, but he's lost a lot. Cameron Grimes, who they've been very adamant about putting over as like an annoying chicken shit heel type solid, you know, like an 80s heel. You know, yep. they've done well with him. And then you have Gargano, who... He's takeover for a reason. He is literally Mr. Wednesday night. And you got Velveteen Dream, who's coming off some allegations. He seems to have been cleared of those. He's back in the hunt for a title. Chris, I'll let you take over first. Who do you think takes this one? Um, I'm, I'm split. I, I, I like Bronson Reed. I really do. Uh, I, I've seen a couple of his stuff, you know, early, earlier on. And... I, I, I like him. I, I, I want to go that way, but yeah, I'm leaning towards uh, Johnny Takeover, just because I, I, I like his I like his heel side. Um, just 
when when he turned, it was phenomenal. I I enjoyed it thoroughly. And like you, like you said, they don't they don't call him Johnny Takeover for a reason. I see Gargano taking the ladder. I'm gonna disagree with you. It's not gonna be the Johnny Gargano way, and it's not gonna. I mean, it's not gonna be Priest because Priest reminds me of what Baron Corbin was in NXT. I see Grimes or Reed getting this one. I really, really, really think Grimes will get it because, I mean, heels, come on now. Heels put asses in seats. And Grimes is a very obnoxious heel. Very obnoxious. Correct me if I'm wrong. a better way to get that title over more to put it on an obnoxious person. Johnny's a heel too, yeah, but Johnny, it's, heel Johnny doesn't work. Okay, he it doesn't work. Heel Johnny is something that he's not. He's not. He's not Tommaso. So, with that being said, and the damn sure ain't gonna be the dream because the dream is just being put in there as star power. That's that's what that is off off rip. Let me make that very fucking clear to you. He is just in there for star power. So it's Grimes or Reed, and I don't see Reed yet getting over like that. I, I really think Grimes takes it. Well, here's my opinion. I agree that Velveteen Dream is strictly in there for star power. I think Gargano is also in there for star power. I also agree that I don't like his heel persona. He's not a true heel. He, I don't, I haven't dug this heel run from Johnny. I really haven't. Um, I think this one goes one of three ways. I think it's either Bronson Reed, Priest, or Grimes. I think it makes the most sense to put it on Grimes. But it really does. I will say this: I think it would benefit Damian Priest the most, only because he just hasn't been able to get off the ground. If you put a title on him, it might actually give him some mainstream variety and actually make it seem like he's a player. I don't see Gargano winning this because he's had so many opportunities for this title over the last, basically all through the pandemic era. Johnny Gargano has multiple opportunities. Bronson Reed is very, Bronson Reed's very new to the picture. He actually went up against Karrion Cross several weeks ago and held his own. It, this one is between Reed and Grimes. I think it does do the most for Priest. I'm giving it to Grimes because we just really haven't had, at least not in a while. You can make the the argument for Adam Cole, but I don't I don't actually hold him as like a true heel. Cameron Grimes could be the first real heel champion since Champa, and they could use somebody like that where everybody's trying to get the title off because he's just so annoying with it. Absolutely. But so. I don't see Priest having, you know, any chance of getting it because he reminds me of a Baron Corbin. He really does. Yeah. I I, 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 I don't disagree. I don't disagree. So. Moving right along, we have the, in my opinion, I'm going to call this the co-main event. I think this match is a lot bigger than people think. I recently, on the Real Talk Facebook page, I put this on as like a a quick Facebook question for the non-wrestling fans. Would you watch a wrestling match with Pat McAfee? Lots of responses from people saying they would watch a Pat McAfee 
uh, wrestling match. Adam Cole is going to go up against Pat McAfee. This this feud has been a slow, long build and got off the ground on the Pat McAfee show when Adam Cole kind of exploded, you know, cut a promo on him. They met in a WWE arena. Pat McAfee lays a picture-perfect punt, puts Adam Cole completely asleep, they go up against each other in, in the in the mic work last night in the ring, and it was phenomenal. Pat McAfee cut a great promo. I'm very psyched for this match. I don't know how much more I could be amped for this match, not knowing what I'm going to get out of Pat McAfee. I want I have two questions for each of you. First, expectations. B, winner. Chris, go ahead and start. What are your expectations for the match? And then tell me who you think is winning. Well, I... I'm a product of the wrestling. I um, LT, they tried LT, they they tried Mayweather. A lot of people, you know, come in off sports who aren't playing sports anymore. And if you if you look at the long run, they always give it to you know the sports guy to you know make a name for him in a wrestling ring, yada yada yada. But I do not see you know a non wrestler Pat McAfee. Beating Adam Cole, the longest reigning NXT champion, not going to happen. If that if that happens, then there's there's something wrong with with wrestling. Period. Period. You you can't take a football player and, and push him into into a spotlight. It's happened so many times, and 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 the guy the the guy on the opposite end always fails. The career tanks. That cannot happen, to Adam Cole. Will not happen, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, no question. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm, I'm not going to say no on who you're picking, but I'm going to disagree with you on the fact that Pat McAfee is pure fucking talent. I'm there is one thing that man can't touch and turn to gold. I'm not saying it's not, but look at LT, LT and Bam Bam. But also, did you pay attention to last night? I did. Uh, Pat McAfee's not alone. He's got a crew with him. So the match is going to be a very different style. It's not going to be your average, you know, drop, drop down, beat up. You know, it's going to be back and forth, I feel. And I feel like there's going to be some shenanigans. I really do. And the fact of Pat McAfee and that punt, that's just... That was real as it gets. Cole was as limp as they come. I see this being a very big match after watching the buildup and going back and checking out, you know, how this really started. I knew from the second Pat McAfee was on TakeOver announcing and doing all that stuff that he was going to have a much bigger role. Because, I mean, even uh, when he was in the NFL, he was a big name superstar. Like he, if you didn't know who Pat McAfee was, there was a problem there. I think he can hold his own against Adam, but I'm gonna have to go with Adam. He's gonna make him his bitch. So, my turn. Couple things here. Pat McAfee on his show after Triple H issued the the challenge was pretty public in basically saying that. 
he refuses to look like LT, Tyson Fury. Yep. All these goons that have gotten in the ring and look like fools. He refuses to do that. I don't truly believe. I think it would hurt him, honestly, as a as a, any any potential he has in this business. If he were to get in that ring and look like crap, that's it for him. I personally don't believe he's going to look like crap. I also think that Triple H knows what he's doing. He's pairing him with the best wrestler on the NXT roster, maybe outside of Gargano. Okay. You're giving him the perfect platform to succeed here. couple things. Like you said, Donovan, they got the NFL players, the three NFL players that are rolling with them to kind of equalize the Undisputed Era, okay? That's one. Two, they showed one move, a punt. He's an ex-punter. I've never been punted in the head, but I can promise you if an NFL All-Pro Pro Bowl punter <laughs> – Punted me in the head. I might be. I'm going to have a dirt nap. Okay. I personally believe they showed that move because they want you to know that it's an equalizer and it's only going to take one. One punt, bam. Night, night. One, two, three. Yeah, that punt's better than Orton's. Uh, Best punter in the game. (laughs) So, with that said, this match is going to have a small back and forth feel to it. I think there's going to be tons of shenanigans. They're going to gaga this matchup because Pat McAfee truly can't put on a five-star classic with Adam Cole. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But it'll be a fun celebrity match. There will be heat between the two of them. You'll hear the trash talking, okay? Ultimately, I think Cole gets the victory, one, two, three. Because if not... He's AEW bound, baby. He's gone. He's this, AEW this, bound if he this, loses this match. This honestly might be the contract. There might be a contract <laughs> waiting for him in the back. Tell you what, I put down McAfee, I'll sign. I lose, I'm out of here. That could be it. I mean, any other final thoughts on this match before we move on? I feel like this match is going to live up to the expectations of what they've built in it so far. I really feel like it may steal the show because of the star potential that's in the match. So my is a world known talent. And so is Pat McAfee. My expectations are very low right now. And I'm trying to keep them low because if there's a little bit of Gaga, a little bit of comedy and solid, I'm not expecting great solid wrestling. This will be a fun, good match. And it will be a great investment because I've heard all these people, you know, on Twitter, and I've heard a couple other people put in there, Pat McAfee's not really a celebrity. Yeah, he is. To the millennial, if you ask anybody under the age of 30, they know who Pat McAfee is. I'm 30. Uh, they know who he is. He's, right. he's a, I mean, he's huge. We're trying to get to that 18 to 49 demo, okay? Pat McAfee strikes gold in that demo. Especially the, especially the the 16 to 30 demo. I mean, he, he is smack dab there. Okay? I mean, bro, he's not like a string bean. He does got some pythons. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> telling you what. This will be, be a fun match. But we'll move on. One more match to go. I don't even know where to go with this. You got Keith Lee. He's the NXT champ. He has been on an absolute tear. 
since Survivor Series when he got pinned by Roman in the three-way Survivor Series elimination match. Ever since then, it seemed like a foregone conclusion. At some point, Keith Lee would become the NXT champion. He wins the title from Adam Cole. Karrion Cross has been on a interesting little come up through NXT over the last several months. Um, his only notable victory, in my opinion, is is that over Tomasa Champa at Takeover in a in a, a squash match. Essentially, he does have wins over Bronson Reed, Dominic Dajakovic. Is it too soon to throw the title on Cross? Is it too Absolutely. soon? To, is it too soon to take the title off Lee? Donovan, you seem eager. Where are you going with this one? Absolutely, it's too soon to take the title off Lee. But I mean. If you have a monster like that with Cross, how could you not put it around him? In my personal opinion, this match is so... Uh, it's got kind of like a Brock Lesnar feel to it, man. It really does. Because Cross can just throw anybody around the ring, don't matter what size, don't matter what talent they have. Because I thought that Tommaso Ciampa match was going to be like, okay, Tommaso's a fighter, and he got his ass ringed. Flat out. There's no other way to put it. Like it was like John Cena getting suplex sixteen times. It was it was insane. Now, with that being said, Keith Lee is limitless. There's not much that he can't do, especially in the wrestling ring. I see this match. I see Keith Lee winning, but either a disqualification. Or Keith Lee does actually lose. There's, there's no, I just, I, I don't see how they could not put the title around Cross. He's a monster. He's a, dude, he's a freak. <laughs> and with having Scarlet by his side makes him that much more dangerous. So I'm up in arms about this, Chris. What, what do you have a? I do. I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Keith Lee, and here's why: you don't build Keith Lee from the Survivor Series losing to Roman, and then being on the tear, and then taking the title from from Cole. You you, you just don't you don't kill that just yet. And uh, I I agree. I agree with Donovan. It was like a Brock Lesnar type of fight, but I. You know how I feel about Brock Lesnar and his fights. So for NXT to do to review what WWE or Vince McMahon has done, not going. I I don't feel Triple H is that stupid to be honest. I, I wouldn't I, say it's a stupid move. I'd I feel more I, like I think he's a putting, piece. putting <laughs> a, a title of that prestige around a newcomer who who doesn't have anything to show but a squash match over Champa. No. No, no. Let All let right. him earn keep a little bit more. I'm a, I'm going to stop you right there cuz this match reminds me of the time where Neville lost the title to Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn won it and then got de- demolished by KO. Okay. Keith Lee is a spot champion. He was only in there for this this time. Oh, I don't see on. him as a long-term champion. Come on. No. Um, how, 
Cross has been been there for what, a couple months. months. Right, look who Cross Brock, took Brock down Lesnar, in his first match. Brock Lesnar's first reign as champion took took him how many months? Dave, he was beat everybody in his path, and big name superstars. Yeah, and I I personally wasn't behind that. That that was no. You don't you don't kill superstars. But when you have a six four, two hundred 45, 65 pound monster as Cross, who can throw anybody around the ring, who's got submission skills, who's got mic skills, who's got the, the the side piece of Scarlet right next to him that looks like a fucking demon in herself. Like, dude, how could you not put the title around that? How could you keep her around Keith Moon, who, yeah, don't get me wrong, he's a great superstar, he's great on the mic, he's great in the ring, but I don't see. I mean, it goes with the history of WWE. They don't push color. They don't. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I can't get behind that. I can't because because The Rock. Is, oh my is, God, The Rock. Is, okay, we're gonna go with one person. Really? Kofi. Time champion is The Rock, and he's of color. Hold up, Jeff. How long was Kofi in WWE before he even got a push? Mark for the Henry. main title. Yeah, you got same you, with Mark Henry. You got Henry. You got the We're not we're not we're not getting into this. We're not getting into this. Back to the match. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross. Here's here's where I'm at. There's no way that somebody gets pinned. No way. I'm I'm one of I'm one of two options here. Karrion Cross puts Keith Lee in the cross jacket and Keith Lee falls asleep. For the victory for Cross, or Tomasa returns, intersects himself into this, and they they push this feud back. There's no way that Cross takes a pin. No way. No. Not hell no. It's it's not happening. But I also don't like Keith Lee taking a pin. So I'm taking either Cross Jacket or shenanigans from a Tomasa Champa returning. Or I don't know who else could possibly return to make this match interesting. I don't. I just. I can't possibly give Keith Lee a a, a loss through a pinfall. I just don't see that happening. I can see Lee getting tapped out or passed out. One of the two. Yeah. But well, I that's... don't see Lee walking out champion. I really don't. That's fair. That's fair. Blind well, man. Look at what look at what they did with Kevin Owens. The second he made it into NXT, he was already in the title picture the next takeover. And how long was Neville the champion before Sammy beat him? A while, right? Yeah. How long was Adam Cole the champion before Keith Lee beat him? A while, right? Yeah, but I don't. I just. I don't think that Keith Lee is a transitional champion. I don't. I, I don't agree with that. A, I mean, dude, if he wasn't a transitional champion, they wouldn't have put the title around him. They wanted to give him a little push because of what he's done there, but he's not the long-term vision. Okay. Well, I'm going cross on this one. I'm going cross all the way. If Cross loses, it's be- because of some bullshit. Okay. Moving on to SummerSlam 2020. Oh, God. <laughs> I. Here's the thing. 
WWE pay-per-views for the last several months have been spotty at best. They've been weird. But they haven't really been bad, and they've been going over at a pretty good time. So my my expectations for these shows have been very low. My expectation for this show is actually pretty high because of what they've shown me for the last several months, I guess I should say. So let's go ahead and get into this one. Match. I'm sure there will be some pre-show matches that will be added. We're unfortunately not going to be able to talk about those, but let's talk about the main matches here. The Street Profits, the Raw Tag Team Champions, they've had them for a little while now. It hasn't been a very successful reign, if we're being my opinion. They're going up against Andrade, Angel Garza. Chris, go ahead and take us off. Where are you, uh, where are you on this match? I'm taking Angel and Andrade because the, the Profits, I, I mean, they're, they're good. They're, they're really good. But I, I think Angel and Andrade is up a little bit more than the Profits. To be honest, you had to put them out with, with Montez. And then, you know, the other Profit going alone and they've really shown much besides, you know, the 9 for 9 series they did with the Raiders. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I have Andrade and Angel because I think they want it a little bit more. I disagree with you because we want to smoke and we want all the smoke. So bring anybody you want to this tag match. Montez Ford is pure fucking talent. He's a star in the making and Andre Dawkins ain't that far behind him as well. I see this match going down as a very good tag team match, but I see the profits retaining because of the BS that's already happened between poisoning Montez and, trying to take him out so it's uneven match and come on now how could you go against the street profits they're so over it's ridiculous i just did i actually am going to take angel and andrade as well but i i see this as a very this is a way of just getting the titles off the profits for a minute and creating a storyline where these two feud and i think garza might have some face but opportunities I don't soon see- Garza and Angel and uh, Andrade as a real tag team. I don't either. I just no, said that. They're not. I think I think it's just a way to take the titles off them, and then separate them. Yeah. I I don't think this is a long term thing. I think that there are the thing is is the Raw tag team division is so much better than it currently is, and it's kind of in flux right now. So. Why not mix some things up, give it to Andrade and Angel Garza, and have them on a rocky tag They've already been showing the rockiness of their tag team. Oh, yeah. Have, have them succeed on, at SummerSlam. You could have them lose the belt in another week or two, and you can able to turn somebody face by having them. You know, Andre attacks Angel Garza, Angel Garza attacks Andrade. Somewhere there's a face turn, and then you have a feud between the two of them. That's where I've seen this going the entire time. Otherwise, why wouldn't you have had the Viking Raiders go up? You know what I mean? A true tag team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's where I'm at. Moving right along. Apollo Crews, the United States champion, going up against the MVP. Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, they're going to be banned from ringside. I have a feeling I know where this one's going, but uh, Chris, we'll go ahead and let you start again. Okay. Um, I 
I, I like actually like this rivalry between the two of them. Um, I but think that they they put it on MVP to just to build the you know the hurt upright and give it a little bit notoriety with the United States. I, I think it becomes a bigger faction than what it is, and they they they're gonna they're gonna push it and put and, and push it hard. That's what I that's what I personally think. I, I think Apollo's good, a good champion, but he, he doesn't have the push that the MVP and the Hurt Business have. So I'm I'm going MVP. Chris, we don't agree much, but I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I don't see Apollo Crews walking out on, on this one. Not the way that they've been building this match. And not the way they're building this faction. I feel like this faction, like you said, can be more, can be bigger. It's just going to take some time. And when a new title like that, put it on an old face, it gives it more of a, I guess, a boost, you'd say. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't MVP one of the longest reigning United States champions? He's the longest reigning United States champion. Well, technically, Monsley is, but we won't get into that. Oh, Lord. So, the one thing I'll point out on this match one of the two of you said that you see that this faction getting larger. Yes. Okay, I agree with you. I think there's a reason that Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin are banned from ringside. I want you. I think they want you to think that MVP's alone. I don't think MVP's alone. I have a feeling potentially Cedric Alexander. Yes. 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 I think somebody helps MVP get this victory, and MVP takes the title, and I think you you we gain a member at SummerSlam. I believe we talked about this a while back with uh, Ricochet and Sandra Alexander. I told you I don't think Ricochet has the heel in him. That's my opinion. For for what it's worth, that's just my opinion. I don't think he has – I'm sorry. I could not personally get behind a heel Ricochet. Well, you're behind a Johnny Gargano heel? No, I told you I didn't think that was working. I said that. Oh, I thought you agreed with it. No, I, I personally, Chris likes the heel John. I don't oh, think heel right. Johnny works. That's yeah. just my opinion. But teach their own. Okay. Um, I just think that MVP's group gets bigger at SummerSlam. Absolutely. And I think he, I think he brings the title home. Moving right along. Let's go ahead and start with. This is probably. This might be the best story going into SummerSlam. Dominic Mysterio, who in 2005, the custody of him was on the line at SummerSlam in a ladder match. He has come full force. And now we are in a street fight against the Monday Night Messiah, Seth, not freaking Rollins. No, you want to add freaking Rollins to that. Well, no, no, he says he's not in Seth freaking Rollins anymore. So, Donovan, I'm going to let you start off because I'm sure Chris is just hot for this match. He's itching at this one, ain't he? (laughs) It's a street fight. There's a lot going on here. This story has been brewing. I'll tell you what. Let me say this before you get started. Everybody likes to complain that WWE doesn't tell long-term stories. That's a load of bull. 
if you look at this storyline. This storyline has been going since the night after Survivor Series. This has been a slow-brewing, long, uh, just little cliff notes in there, you know? And uh, personally, I don't know. I, I think this will be a fun one. Go ahead and give me your predictions. First off, let's do two things again. I want your expectations for Dominic Mysterio as a, as a superstar in this match, and then tell me who you think is going to win. As a superstar, I feel like he's just starting out. I don't see him getting a victory, but I see him putting up a hell of a fight. I would like to see him take on his father's persona, wear a mask, do something of that, because, I mean, DJ Mysterio. I mean, you all remember when uh, Ray took his mask off in WCW, it didn't really work well for him. So, I would like to see something of that happen, but I know it's not going to be, like, a wrestling match. This is going to be a fight. A lot has happened with the eyeballs of Rey Mysterio being, for whatever reason, shoved into steel steps on live television because that's cool to do nowadays or something. I do see, however, Aleister Black being very involved in this. I, I really do see him making a comeback uh, here. One, either to help Mysterio back him up or A, turn on him. Okay. But Seth definitely takes the win. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Here we go. Okay. My boy, the Messiah. I back him on everything he does, even even with this this person, this god awful thing he's doing now. Um, but I I honestly think my, my wrestling my wrestling gut tells me Dominic beats Seth Rollins here. Here's why. Um, they're they're gonna build Dominic. They don't want they want to build him to a name. Why this is the perfect time with with the storyline with with Ray, then defending the Mysterio name. Why wouldn't you try and build on that with Dominic? Get him to a, a, a start against you know quite possibly the best wrestler in WWE right now. What, why why this is your, this is your time? You capitalize on it, and I. I, I, I agree. You you see Alistair in that in this, but you're going to see Alistair the way you want to see Alistair. I think Alistair so, somehow gets and gets in after the fight after the fight's done, and I think he he joins Rollins. That's what I think. I think you get another member to that group. To be honest, because I, I read a bunch of things about Alistair so, taking on right? which people are not going to like. A bunch of things, a bunch of sources say the exact same thing. You you build Mysterio, and then you add some something to that group to make it more of a for, forced collision with the Hurt business. That's what I think the long run of that. But I, I I'm taking Dominic. He has more to prove, and that Rollins has won the last couple fights against Mysterio, and the the Mysterio name needs this. 
and it's going to get it. Now, I, I support Seth Rollins wholeheartedly in everything he does, but I I have to go against him on this. I I have to. Everything in my everything that I've seen in wrestling is telling me to. I have a question. What happened to uh, Theory? Where'd he go? Wasn't he a there, part of that group? There are allegations against him. He's off uh, TV right now. So that that would mean Theory, Murray, and Alistair be all on the same team. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially. So here's my take. If you remember correctly, there was a fun ladder match on Monday Night Raw in 2002 where The Undertaker went up against a upstart singles Jeff Hardy. Yeah, absolutely. The Undertaker beat the tar out of Jeff Hardy in that match. Jeff Hardy got lots of offense in. There were lots of times where you thought he was going to win. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't enough because The Undertaker is just The Undertaker. That match got Jeff Hardy over in a singles run. People knew, okay, this dude's actually a player in this division. Dominic Mysterio doesn't need a victory to have that same effect. Absolutely. If, if Seth Rollins beats the tar out of him for 20 minutes and Dominic gets in a lot of offense and kicks out of a curb stomp or two and just doesn't go down and then finally you know, a curb stomp to the steps puts him away. That will get the sympathy for the fans. It'll get the sympathy for Dominic. It'll show everybody, okay, he didn't win, but he's going up against the Messiah. He's going up against Rollins. Rollins pinned Brock Lesnar twice. You can't give Dominic the victory here, in my opinion, because it's Seth. My biggest thing is that you know I'm a Lesnar guy. You want to have all these people beat Brock Lesnar? That's fine. Now those people need to have just a hint higher on the food chain. Just a hint. Because you can't be taking victories away from Brock and then giving those victories to other people. Because what you're telling me is, if Seth can beat Brock twice in one year and Dominic beats Seth, oh, so Dominic can beat Brock now? No. Exactly. Seth needs this victory, and it can be just fine with Dominic looking good, but still taking a pinfall. Nobody is losing out by Dominic Mysterio taking a curb stomp on some steel steps for the loss. Nope. That's how I booked that match. If Alistair somehow gets in there, if Ray gets in there, if Murphy gets in there, this match is just a shenanigans fest. Okay, Dominic probably takes the victory. Because there's just too many hands in the pot, and obviously there's somebody helping out. But if Absolutely. this match, if this match stays one on one, look for it to be Mysterio hits a lot of spots. Dominic, we're talking about hits a lot of spots, kicks out of a lot of stuff that you just don't anticipate him kicking out of. He comes back for more. It's a never die mentality, and then finally, boom. It just, did did y'all see this past, not this past Monday, but uh, the Monday before, where they wore him out with them kendo sticks, and he kept coming? Dude, that was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Dominic can take a beating. That alone. That alone is, is it's almost like a, it's like, like a foreshadow, like, hey, 
we're going to beat the tar out of him on Sunday too, and he's going to kick out a bunch, but he's probably going to lose. And he he's should lose. Pre-injured. That too. As they say, pre-injured. Well, it ain't fake. Have you seen those scars, man? Whew. Oh, I already know. Them oh. Dude, black uh, and blue. Black the pic- and blue. The pictures, I just – I. It was hard to watch, and then seeing the pictures after, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And, you know, everybody wants to say wrestling's fake. Hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not an idiot. But <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on. There's a, let, that story is a lot. I think we all gave our little predictions there. Um, let's go ahead and go with this one. Be, this is another interesting storyline that's been taking over the entire pandemic area, area, eh, era. Sasha and Bailey have dominated the women's division without a Becky Lynch, without a Charlotte Flair, uh, with in-and-out appearances from Shayna Baszler, a little bit of Asuka moved in there. All these other women have been in and out of the division. This is interesting. Sasha's going to take on Asuka, and then Bailey's going to take on Asuka. Who knows which match goes first? Who knows? I want you to predict these matches as a pair. Chris, go ahead and start. Well, correct. I think it was announced on SmackDown that Bailey's gonna gonna fight Oscar first. It's gonna be Bailey. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I I'm picking Bailey to lose. Bailey's been a, a champion what three hundred and plus days, something like that. It, 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 we need a new face in that division. Um, and it, <laughs> let him talk. Yeah, let him out. talk. Let him talk. The Empress of Tomorrow. It's it, it's going to be um, Bailey. Like I said, Bailey has that title way too long. We we need a fresh face. I'm tired of seeing Bailey with. I'm tired. I'm I, I like Bailey. I'm just tired of seeing her with that belt. She needs to she needs to do something else. You know, possible feud with with Sasha down the run. Who knows? But I she she needs she needs to not have that title no more. Plain and simple. Oscar wins. Tap out. So time out before you get started. Before you get started, I predict them as a as a pair. So where do you see the Sasha Banks Oscar match ending? I I think I, I think it's a fight between uh, the two, and and if I when Oscar beats Bailey, I don't think she beats Sasha. I I don't see it. Sasha, you got the title. You know, they're leaving with her for a little bit. They're pushing this blueprint. I, I see I see Sasha retaining. Okay. Alright. I have to say right now the Boston Hub connection is probably one of the best things going right now in wrestling. They are very entertaining. They've been doing this for how long since the pandemic started? And Bailey as a heel works. No, no it doubt. Really, it really no. works. So the fact that they've kept the title on her for as long as they have shows that they believe in, in Heel Bailey. Like, I knew Heel Bailey would be a phenomenon. Now, her losing the belt this Sunday is not going to happen. One of two reasons. Because shenanigans or because Bailey is that damn good. Sasha is not just going to sit at ringside and not do nothing or sit in the back and not do nothing. And Asuka really ain't got no backup because Kyrie done high-tipped it back to uh, Japan. 
because Bailey done knocked her uh, whatever out or however WWE cut her off the TV. I, I haven't watched it forever. I'm just going by what I know. I don't see Oscar winning either match, honestly. Let me say this. I didn't know that I needed heel Bailey. Thank you. <laughs> I had no idea. If you, to me, I thought the Bailey character, the Bailey wrestler, was dead. I just thought it had run its course. It, it couldn't go any farther. It was and great in NXT. It was it, the thing is the babyface Bailey works for little kids and little it, girls and stuff, and that's all fine and dandy. But it's like, what more does that character have to offer? So they take her and they give her the money in the bank and they have her cash in. I think it was the same night on, on Charlotte and she wins it and she carries the title for a little bit and then loses it. And then she regains it again. But when she regains it, she, she took on this heel persona and I'll tell you what, I had no idea this was possible. Bailey heel Bailey is the single best thing in all of wrestling, except for something we will get to a little bit later. She is the single best thing in all of women's wrestling. And this, this character is better than the man. Period. It's Absolutely. better than the man. Do you yeah. know who she reminds me of, honestly? Jericho. I, we've never seen a woman Jericho. Bailey has that going. She I'm takes cool. little snippets. It, she is a female Jericho, and it's perfect. It works. It works so good. And the thing is, is Chris, I agree. This title reign has lasted a long time. But they need it to end with a baby face that has sympathy. Asuka doesn't need this title. She's already been in this picture a lot. I personally think this is the kill shot. I think they both take her down. That's my prediction. I think Sasha and Bailey both take her down and leave us guessing as to who's going to turn on who, who's going to lose the belt first. Because I have a feeling if somebody does lose the title, it's going to be Sasha. I don't think Bailey loses. I think I think Sasha's going to lose the title, not to Asuka, but soon. Okay? And when that time comes, well, as far as a, a Sasha and Bailey goes, Bailey, Sasha with sympathy as to like, oh, wow, Bailey's getting all the attention. Once the fans are back, they can recreate the magic they created in NXT with a babyface Sasha versus a heel Bailey. They can do that. And I think they're willing to wait, especially because it's not trash. Bailey, heel Bailey is the second best thing in all of wrestling. Period. Period. Not arguable. She's been fantastic. Absolutely. You you know she's been fantastic when my eight-year-old daughter, who prefers babyface Bailey, says she's fantastic. It that's how good she is. And me comparing her to Jericho might sound crazy, but I don't think it's out of the question. I just think she's been great, and that's where I'm at. I think they both retain, but if one were to lose, I think it's going to be Sasha. I don't think there's, I just don't think there's any way that Bailey loses on Sunday. I think she keeps the title. 
if Bailey drops the title, like I said, one or two things are going to happen. Some jealousy with Sasha or Asuka just goes in there and kicks her head off. I do think it would be interesting to kind of play off Chris's point and your point, Donovan. If Bailey were to lose first, Asuka takes the title. The jealousy factor kicks in like, oh, no, I'm I'm Bailey dose straps. I can't be without my two titles. Then you can't either. Two boss, two belts, banks cost her the title. And then that kicks off a feud without titles, because personally, that feud doesn't need titles. But right. I think it would elevate it. Some feuds are just elevated with a title. Right. But anyways, we've, we've beat this one to death. I'm, just, I'm very excited about what could be potential of the Bailey character because it's seriously so good. This match is going to be awesome. Yeah. Moving on. This is an interesting one. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because there's not a huge story here. But Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. You don't get too many chick hair versus hair matches. Where are you at on this one, Chris? Oh man, um, I, I, I'm taking I'm taking Deville. I, yeah. Half of Maddie's hair is already gone. Finish it off. All right. They're building Mandy as like the new Barbie doll of wrestling. I say Deville loses her hair. In my personal opinion, I mean, she just did end up getting kidnapped. <laughs> what? 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 Don't. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Moving on. I <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking Mandy Rose as well here. I uh I wouldn't be shocked either way. I just think that Mandy has her her modeling and things like that. I it would be more of a shock to see Mandy get her hair cut. Which is, but I also think it's more extreme to think that she's so, going to get her hair is cut. It like, is it bald, or are they? Just well, cutting? if you if you remember the last time we did a women's hair versus hair match, if and to my knowledge, was WrestleMania 20 with Victoria versus Molly Holly. Am I? And Molly Holly went bald, right? She didn't go bald though, right? Did they shave well, her bald? Like, yeah, I think they like buzzed a, her. No, she yeah. did buzz her. Yeah, she had she had like a she had like a guy's two or three like so so she had some hair maybe like mine. Yeah. You know, she she had some hair, it just wasn't a lot. They didn't do like a bald look, I don't think. I could no. be wrong. Is that when uh she started running with uh what's her names? Rights to censor? Yeah, rights to No, censor. that was years earlier. No, we're talking about two different time periods. But moving right along, didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on that one. Um This will be an interesting one. Braun Strowman, the universal champion has appeared to have turned heel against a babyface fiend for the <laughs> Universal Championship. Where are you at on this one? This is a weird match. This is a weird match. Babyface heel? I mean, how can you have a babyface heel? I mean, regardless of how you want to look at the fiend, he still is a very intimidating character or whatever. So he, in my opinion, he's a babyface heel. He do, still does the boogeyman creepy shit, but saving Alexa Bliss or whatever is going on there is, is I can't even tell you. Braun Strowman now, to me, is what Braun Strowman always should have been and always never should have changed. I like Monster Broman. I think that 
he's just, I mean, in my opinion, when he's like this, he's unstoppable. And I'm, I'm huge on Strowman. I like the fact that they're finally giving him a push that he deserves. He should have had it years ago. I'm not so much sold on the uh, the thing with Alexa Bliss. This is not making any sense to me on why she got brought into this. I didn't watch the last pay-per-view, so I, I don't even know why or what's going on there. But I, I did hear that the Swamp match was not entertaining, I guess you'd say. My only problem with the Swamp match is they built it as a Universal Championship match. And there was no referee. There was never going to be a title change. That was my only issue with the match. If they simply built it as a swamp match and then had the two fight, whatever. Like a boneyard match. There was no right. title on the line. There was no referee. You knew what you were getting from the get of that match. Right. I don't think anybody anticipated there being a three count. You know what I mean? Where I anticipated there being a three a count three. in the swamp match. Now, only because they said it was for the Universal title. Had they not billed it as a Universal title match, I probably just would have been, okay, whatever. Personally, I think this one goes one of two ways. I think think they bury the Fiend, and that's a terrible idea. You give him a second loss in a a single calendar year, and you keep the title on Strowman, who I'm okay with keeping. Or... The Fiend gets the title again, and you're on another collision course of who's going to beat him the second time. I don't think The Fiend should be in title matches anymore. I, I just think the, the biggest problem with The Fiend is his first match with Seth Rollins where they basically killed him, and he kicked out of everything. Right. You, showed us, you, showed us, you showed us he was unbeatable, but then had Goldberg jackhammer him for the three count. I just, there's a lot there, but what if I had to pick right now, I think The Fiend wins this match. I just feel like the, the character of the Fiend is too much for wrestling. I feel like he, he the way they showed in the Hell in a Cell match with Rollins and literally throwing everything at him, including a fucking hammer. <laughs> literally, a hammer. Literally. To his face. Right. It, it just. I don't know. It, to me, it's, it's kind of. It goes back with that cinematic feel with the Fiend. And yeah. I feel like if he's going to be in there, he should only have those type of matches. Again, I'm in agreement with you. He should not be in title matches unless it's Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I agree with Jeffrey. I, 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 think, I think title changes are, and go, go to the Fiend. I think they're going to do a lot with this Alexa Bliss storyline via, you know, viewing, viewing the Beast. Uh, outlook or turn her into like a sister Abigail because they split her away from Cross. So I, I mean, they need something for Bliss to do. And why? And she's a, she's a talent, and she and she's gonna do well in anything she does. They push I got her news sp- for you. Cross is gonna be a big, big, big part of this whole ordeal. I they, feel like Cross is sister Abigail. They 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 push Bliss as as sister Abigail before, and. I I I I thought I thought it was, I think it would work to be honest. It's going to work because she she needs she's been paired she needs a she needs a heel run and what and pair pair her with the fiend. Why not? 
But like I just said, the fiend is not a he's not a heel nor he's a baby face. He's kind of both. He's like stuck in the middle. True. And it's an, it truly is an interesting dynamic. I think this match is completely up in the air. I could see it going both ways. I'm not expecting a classic here. No, hell no. I I think that uh I I don't know. I see some shenanigans in this match too to give whoever gets the victory a victory. But I just find it very odd if they were going to have the Fiend lose twice in one year after after again showing us I'm what you showed this us right here right now. If the Fiend loses twice in one year in a title match, it's his last opportunity. Character's dead. Yes. What? Where else? Where else do you go with that? Yeah, the character would be dead. So and there's not I'm, a soul on SmackDown that could beat. Heal Strowman. One, two, three. There's not. Well, there's one. He's just not on the roster right now. He's not on the roster right now, but there's one. Who? Roman Reigns. Oh, my God. There it is. Roman Reigns. Yeah. That's another AEW bound superstar. Well, I mean, we're not going to get into that, but I've, according to Dave Meltzer, every single Raw and SmackDown superstar has reached out to AEW except Roman Reigns. Per yeah, Meltzer's I've heard, report. I've heard that. It's I've trash. That. We're not getting into it. The main event should be one of the better matches on the show. I'm extremely excited for it. Drew McIntyre, who has been on an absolute tear, um, has been a great champ. No complaints on my end. Against the single best thing going in all of wrestling. Oh, and if you don't agree, I'm wondering what you're watching. Oh. Heel Randy Orton is good. Look. This sadistic Randy Orton is pure gold. Let me tell you something. This Orton reminds me back of when me and you were kids watching him. It's even it's it's to another level. He's taken it to a completely higher level. Absolutely. His 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 stuff with Edge, I don't think he realized that he would go to this place. Feuding with Edge. But Edge brings it out of him. Edge gets hurt. And just catapults Orton to this. This untouchable. Just mega heel. He's literally a mega heel. Yep. And this one goes one way for me. Period. I think Orton puts McIntyre down. I think McIntyre gets a rematch. Orton then puts him down again. With the help of somebody who knows. Okay, I don't think he beats him clean twice. And then, I think this, again, I go this one way. I think Edge eventually comes back and takes the title off Orton for that mega comeback. You've, you've now escaped career-ending neck injury. You came back. You tore a tri- tricep, both of them. You come back again and you beat your arch nemesis Randy Orton for the title in front of a crowd. What more can you? That's literally a mega pop. Absolutely. That's a I, mega I pop. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Orton, there's no way in God's great beautiful name Orton doesn't walk out Sunday without the title. He has to. The, the way he's been going through everybody and how he's been doing it. Yeah. The fact that he's gone back to using the punt is one of my favorite moves of his. 
I like the fact that he is not giving a fuck. He's just doing what he wants. The RKO to Ric Flair was just atrocious because his old body can't take a bump no more. But the fact that they built McIntyre up to be this, you know, leader of the locker room, baby face. Let's see if he can be the leader of the locker room, baby face without the title. Here's the thing. McIntyre isn't dead losing the title here because because let's say he loses and then doesn't get a shot back at Randy. A little bit ago, we were just talking about the Hurt Business needing somebody to feud against them. A Drew McIntyre-led faction, stable, whatever you want to call it, Drew McIntyre-led against Bobby Lashley and his peeps, that's good stuff. That's good TV. You don't need the title. No. Or, or, you know, you, you, you move on and you fight Randy Orton again for the title. Or we're not too far away from Summer or Survivor Series where Team Raw is going to need somebody to lead their team. You don't need to be in a title match. I don't know. I just think Randy Orton takes the title here. I don't, I don't see how there isn't a scenario. Chris, you look like you want to throw up <laughs> at the thought of Randy Orton winning. Tell me, tell me what you got here. Hold up. Before Chris starts, I want to say this. I feel like they're going to tie or break John Cena's record with Orton. He still has a few titles to earn. but He's still, he's still got a few. And he's still in his prime. Anyway. Oh, yeah. This, oh, is, yeah. this, is, I, this is great I, Orton. I ha- it sickens me to say it, but I... I like Jeffrey's entire scenario. If, if he hadn't said it, I would have. That that's that it's good. A, a, a Rand a heel Randy Orton against a babyface Edge returning for a title Cinderella story. Then they done yay better than that. You can't you can't you can't even create something better than that. No. Really with can. with the entire roster, you couldn't man, manufacture something better. It's just right. it's just organic. It's just natural at this point. And the only way you're going to get that proper reaction of Edge getting a spear one two three is if Orton has the title. Give it to him. Let him hold it as a mega heel, literally punting his way through the roster. Edge returns, maybe winning the Rumble. Who I mean. I, we're we're a ways away, but Edge has a small a small little hill to climb with his injuries. We're not that far away from the Rumble. No, we're not. We're not. And he was injured what back at Backlash. Yeah, so in May. So I mean, he's what five months re- reserved. Now? Actually, no. Backlash was actually a month after. Um, Maybe. It was in June. He got her injured in June. So Edge needs some time. The Rumble would be perfect. You give Orton some time to run with the title and establish himself as almost maybe unbeatable until his arch nemesis, Edge, returns from injury and beats him at Mania uh, in front of a crowd. You know? Absolutely. I, I don't see it going any other way. Some things just write themselves. Some things, just, some things are just organic, you know? And... Sometimes injuries aren't all bad. No, no. The fact that, one, they've had this feud going on for years before they even got into the ring. 
And then once they got in the ring, it was just pure magic. So I can definitely see your your idea coming to to coming to the light. But there's one problem with that. There's only one problem with that. I don't see us having a crowd anytime soon. And this new Thunderdome that they're going to be going to with the virtual crowd. I Time out. Be in the future. Before you speak on it, have you seen the photos? Oh, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It looks great. Absolutely. It looks great. I'm not, say, I'm not saying anything bad about it, but I see that being in the future going forward. Well, AEW says they're going to have 10 to 15% crowds here in the next week or two. Yep. Two stars. So, who knows? I, I, don't, I don't think we're as far away as you think. But I don't want this to turn into a COVID episode. But I think we're closer to having fans. And I, the Royal Rumble can't exist without a crowd. It just cannot. It's, it's, the Royal Rumble of all matches is the most fan interactive match there is. Absolutely. You have to have a crowd there. It's my favorite as well. You have to have a crowd. And I think they'll have one by January. I really do. At least they'll be able to fill up a small stadium. Not stadium, sorry. A small arena. They'll, they'll be able to have five to 7,000 people there. Half capacity. You know, you have a, you have a, a 15,000 seat arena. You can put five to 7,000 people in there. So, just my opinion. But... You guys, we broke down SummerSlam. We broke down TakeOver. Any last words? It's our first TakeOver this Saturday. Yeah. And Chris, stop watching Dynamite and come over and watch TakeOver. Dynamite, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for coming on. I got Dynamite on my phone, and I'll be watching TakeOver with my brother. So it's all good. You guys, I'll be putting up... uh, Maybe some match predictions on the Facebook page. Be on the lookout. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time. Real talk. Later.